Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book, Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Staying alive this week as we sit down with Pat, because Pat, uh, this week in 1977 was when Saturday Night Fever was mm. making the big premiere. John Travolta, iconic scene with Staying Alive as he's walking down the street. And do you know that Robin Gibb of the Bee Gees couldn't do it, couldn't even watch the movie? 30 minutes was all he could handle. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? The, the man who wrote all the music for the biggest movie of the year. That's amazing. Who is, who is tied to it forever, which is <laughs> hilarious. I have to admit, though, do you know who I think of when I hear Staying Alive immediately? I have no idea. I can't wait to hear. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Because, because did you ever watch Lip Sync Battle? I have seen it before. I, did he do that song? He did that song, oh. and all I can picture is just The Rock lip syncing to <laughs> "Stay It Alive," and it just and I I want to say that he had something to do with it and, and with the movie, but he didn't. But it's just, it's just very funny. It's all I can picture. Oh you're, man, you're like these millennials now who don't know anything about the past, and you're I just know. assuming everything from your lens. That's right. That's right. I am like one of those. Who who's that Paul McCartney guy? I've never heard of him before. Who's that? No. Just kidding. Yeah, did he do something before his solo career? Right. I'm Was there to remember. some yeah. band or some some group? I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know. Yeah, pretty fun stuff. But yeah, 1977 was when... Saturday Night Fever came out. So that was a minute or two ago, but uh, kind of a fun way to start off the show today <laughs> because we're going to talk about some of the biggest retirement news of 2021. And when you think about what this has been like with this pandemic and some of the shortages and, and all of these things, my gosh, I think I think Staying Alive is like a good good song to pump us all up and get us get us through it. We're just starting to survive this season because it's, it's been pretty crazy town, it feels like. And um, of course, Pat, inflation has been one of the biggest stories that mm. has happened this year. When we talk about uh, retirement, inflation it can have a huge impact on our retirement over time. It can, and that's why it was one of the seven, you know, I picked the seven most important things for my first book, Save Your Retirement, and that was one of them, was yes. the invisible enemy referencing inflation. And the main point I always make there is inflation for over the course of a year can be an annoyance, right? If milk goes up 20 cents a gallon, that's annoying. Uh, but what happens is if it continues going up for 5, 10, 15, 20 years or more, that's when your retirement can be just dramatically changed or altered uh, because of it. So that's, that's why it's such a big concern, such an important topic to us. Yeah, certainly is something that we need to be watching for. And this high inflation, it does lead us to one of the biggest retirement developments of the year, which was a 5.9% cost of living adjustment for Social Security benefits in 2022. Inflation is really the why behind that. Yeah, and this is the largest um, increase in Social Security benefits uh, for inflation since 1982, which was, guess what, back when inflation was really bad. <laughs> so uh, right. it's one of those things where, thank goodness, that they are increasing Social Security by this much, but it's not like people are really getting a raise, right? Everything is getting way more expensive, and so they're just getting a little more income to help them try to keep up. Yeah, it's absolutely something that, um, it, well, you know, you hear that increase and you think, oh, yay, this is great. But you really have to think about what else is going on here. The why, why is this happening? And how much of this increase do I just end up spending because of how much more expensive everything is, right? Here's another development on Social Security, another big story this year. 
Uh, the Social Security Trust Fund, we learned this year, is now projected to be depleted by 2033, which is a little bit earlier than what they'd said before. And that, you know, again, it kind of flies in the face. We're all excited about this increase. But <laughs> now we're seeing, oh, my gosh, the trust fund is going to be depleted that much faster now. Yeah, and this is one of those things where we're kind of touching on a bunch of little items that all yes. deal very much with retirement income, which, of course, our Social Security, almost everyone collects that to some degree and has some factor in their uh, retirement income. Uh, you have inflation, of course, which you have to combat and be able to maintain your standard of living. And then when I think of the Social Security Trust Fund, we certainly are not under any belief that Social Security is going to disappear or anything like that. However, the depletion of the trust fund is a very real thing. It will happen during most of our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And so what is the consequence of that? And one of the things that we think is going to be very high on the radar is um, taxing people that are of, say, middle class or upper middle class or upper class, because that's an easy target. The tax on Social Security benefits kicks in as early as $25,000 of total income a year, uh, which was originally called quote unquote, the wealthy retiree, which mm. I don't know. I've never met anyone who thinks that that, that actually qualifies yeah, for that. Right. Uh, but so this is something that we want to have on our radar, you know, as we're thinking of things that affect your retirement income, social security, inflation, taxes, these are all major areas that we always want to make sure we're thinking about. It's one of the examples of all the different areas of financial planning that our planners work in. Uh, it all comes down to the foundation of having a written retirement income plan that's going to consider all of these things. And we know that most people don't have a written retirement income plan. Or if you do, it's a, there's a good chance it was created a long time ago and it's never been updated. So that's why for listeners of our show, we want to offer a, a free preliminary written retirement income plan. All you have to do to get started with us is called 803-9-RETIRE. That's part of our five-step retirement review. That is at absolutely no cost and no, no obligation for listeners of our show. All you have to do is to get started is called 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. And here's the big one that I want to talk about, Pat, here when we look at some of the biggest retirement news from the year 2021. I don't know if you remember this. I'm pretty sure we talked about it back in June. There was an investigative report released on money saved in retirement accounts. We had the founder of PayPal. He was reported to have $5 billion saved up in a Roth IRA. So, of course, <laughs> this catches the attention of Congress, right? And then that's all they want to look at is let's put these retirement accounts under the microscope and let's figure out who's trying to not be paying enough taxes. <laughs> this is essentially what was going yeah. on there. Yeah, this was, uh, to me, Jen, this is one of those things that got kind of swept under the radar. Most people didn't even hear about, or it was just brushed over, or it was kind of like a, give me a break, how do these rich people have all this tax-free money? But what's most important by far, and the reason we think it's a really big deal, is because it led to some proposed legislation, which essentially puts a cap on the maximum amount that people can have in retirement accounts. And there were proposals of $20 million or $10 million. Now, I'm not going to say I know a lot of people with balances that are that high, Jen. Right, but right. what's really, really important that I want to point out is those numbers are completely arbitrary. And if and when those are added to the laws, then it's very easy to drop those numbers down. So let's say next year they add in a $10 million limit to retirement accounts. Uh, who's to say that the next year won't go down to $5 million and then right. $2 million and then a million? And I can tell you, we work with a lot of people that have a million dollars in their nest egg, and they do not feel wealthy, and they don't even feel like they have enough to retire. So these are the kinds of things that the war on savers is really of concern to us, and we're, we're watching these very closely uh, and trying to help our clients plan and you know have strategies to protect them uh, in case those things happen. That is such a good point when you talk about, sure, we have this threshold, and it's way up here right now, but that doesn't mean that it couldn't slowly and steadily drop at some point. Not saying that that's going to happen. I just think we have to recognize that that is the possibility that's out there. And all those headlines back when this story came out was about these Roth IRAs being for the uber wealthy and it's all these billionaires sheltering millions of dollars from taxes. But Pat, you work with a lot of the everyday people, right? The average retirement saver. Talk about how a strategy like this can benefit the everyday person, not just the, the ultra wealthy you know, corporation owner. 
Absolutely. So the whole reason this is a big deal to us, Jen, is is someone who has $5 billion in their nest egg, they've got all kinds of fancy trusts and, and you know, they have a team of lawyers going through everything and having shell accounts and offshore accounts, all those kinds of things. And, and our clients don't have that kind of stuff. Um, so they are the targets of those kinds of taxes. And that's the reason why those kinds of account limits would be so important to us. And the reason to go one step back from that is because the politicians have been spending money like crazy and we have this massive debt and every expert says there's only one possible solution and that is they have to raise taxes so if they're going to raise taxes we need to be thinking about that so to come back to your question um, the whole idea of the headline was that peter Thiel had this five billion dollars in his roth ira and the reason that's important is as we talk about what is the tax consequences when you take money out of your accounts and the roth ira generally speaking it's going to come out tax-free so that's the reason we call it proactive tax planning we think it's so important that anyone that's serious about retirement uh, right now needs to be thinking about how is your money going to be taxed in the back end when you are in retirement. And that's Roth IRA is just one of those examples that we want to make sure you're aware of and potentially using as your tax strategy. When you're thinking about retirement, you know how much should you save for retirement? Where should you save it? How do you make sure it will last after you leave your job for good? Those are some of the questions you probably have if you're getting close to retirement. Absolutely, Jen. Saving is a good start, a really good start to getting ready for this next chapter in your life. But you need to do more than just save. You need an income strategy after you stop earning a regular paycheck. If you're listening right now and you don't have an income strategy, we invite you to call so we can help you create a budget to figure out how much you'll need for the retirement you've been dreaming about. Uncover the main risks posing a threat to your retirement, including inflation, stock market volatility, potential tax increases, and skyrocketing healthcare costs. Learn about the options for generating income in retirement. Learn about how to keep your current standard of living in retirement, even as costs keep rising. There's no cost to this analysis, and there's absolutely no obligation, but it's just for listeners of the show who have saved at least $250,000 for retirement. Call 803-9-RETIRE and ask for your retirement income analysis. The things we talk about, the strategies we use are designed to help make sure the money won't run out no matter how long you live in retirement. We aren't doing this to make you rich. We want to help make sure you don't end up outliving your retirement savings. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. And in the spirit of the holiday season, we want to leave you with a little Bing Crosby as we head to our first break today. Bing Crosby and White Christmas. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. I'm of a white Christmas Just like the one Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and you and I are probably different, right? I mean, if you listen to my show, I'm pretty sure we share some of the same values, but at the end of the day, we're all unique. Does your financial advisor know that? Do you have a customized retirement plan built with your hopes and your dreams in mind, or is it just a cookie cutter, you know, one right off the shelf? Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialist have been designing personalized retirement plans for more than 20 years, and they want to do the same for you. Pat is local, independent. He's an advisor whose sole focus is helping you achieve your retirement dreams. Call Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialists. Start creating a retirement plan made just for you. Call 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. You want the insert your name here plan or the one that's built around your unique wants and needs. Easy choice. Call 803-9-RETIRE. From Office Insurance Services, Glenn Beck has been remunerated and is not a client. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. To get your preliminary written retirement income plan, call Preservation Specialists right now. 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And Pat, 
wouldn't it be nice if when you were younger you could know some of the things that you know now? I mean, how many times <laughs> have we all wished that or wished our mm. kids would listen to us when we're saying to them, "Amen." I wish you understood this. And there was there's actually a post about that on LinkedIn that got a ton of responses from people uh, sharing words of wisdom that they wish they would have known back at age 20. It was about advice to your younger self. I mean, so so Pat, think about this. And this could be financial or otherwise, but is there any advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. How, I know. How much time how much time do we have here? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I I I think that um I had a pretty good head on my shoulders as a young adult and I didn't have, you know, a crazy rebellious stage or anything like that. So um, it's not that I have all these horrible regrets or anything, but my goodness, you do gain wisdom through experience, don't yeah, you? And, sure. um, you know, the, the, the most wonderful thing is to learn from other people's mistakes mm-hmm. instead of your own. And, uh, I to to actually answer the question. I think I would, um, I would get, actually get serious here. And, and for me, it would be just to, if I could impart on myself, just to trust God in the mm-hmm. process, you know, because we all worry about so many things in life. And I think the older I get, the more I realize, you know, just put it in his hands and uh, it saves a lot of grief. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. That is such good advice. And, and I think to just slow down. That's what I always tell yes. my daughter. Just slow down. These things will happen in time. You don't yes. have to rush it. So, yeah. Oh, that, that was good advice, though, for sure, Pat. I really I, I think I think a lot of us have so many thoughts that we wish we would have listened to when we were younger <laughs> and. You know, also when you were 20, whether you knew it or not, you were already laying the groundwork toward where you are today and your financial success later in life. And I know we spend most of our time on this show talking about the stages of retirement. And a lot of times we focus on the financial things that happen in retirement. But a lot of financial planners point out that there are actually five stages of your financial life going back even further than than just approaching retirement. And and so I, I do want to spend some time examining that today, starting with your early career years, which I know we don't do a lot of on this show. But, you know, Pat, for some of your clients, they probably have kids or grandkids who are in this first stage. So for those people who are maybe the people we usually talk to, but they want to help that next generation find solid financial footing, those 20-somethings, what, what advice would you have for them? Yeah, this is, I think, so interesting to me, Jen, because we've chosen to focus on people within five or 10 years of retirement right. and then into retirement. So we don't you know, typically work on a day-to-day basis with someone who's in their 20s, for example. Uh, but it is a passion of ours that people just have this financial understanding. And, and one of the things that frustrates me so much, Jen, is that teachers work so hard in imparting education on children, but the curriculum typically has very little about real life in it, you know? So, uh, I mean, you know, I went through high school and I took financial classes and I basically knew nothing about financial planning by the time I graduated. (laughs) So imagine, you know, if I'd never, and then I had four years at Purdue University, which was an awesome school, and I still didn't know a whole lot. Even then, I don't feel like that I used. And so imagine someone majoring in English or something that has nothing to do with finance. And I just remember back when I came out of school and, you know, you just, you have to just stumble into everything. If you're trying to buy your first house, how does that work? And then now you have to have homeowner's insurance and now I have a car and now I have car insurance and you're learning some of that before then maybe. So I think if we could have that just real world understanding and then just remember how important those things are, little things like, you know, having a credit history and making it positive, it's going to affect so much about when you're trying to get loans and things like that, trying to stay out of debt. I mean, the credit card companies, you know, they are they're after you right away, right? <laughs> they don't wait long. Right. And so they're trying to help, uh, trying to trying to get your business. And that could be very dangerous if you don't understand the dangers of debt. Um, living within your means, buying things yeah. when you have money to actually afford it. And then, you know, the kind of the, the basics of, okay, thinking about what are your goals down the road? Do you want to have a bigger house or you know, do you, if you're planning on having kids, you know, putting them through college or how do you want to retire? Thinking about those things. And then finally, that's, I always like the offense and defense. So that's the offense. And then the defense is, okay, do you need different types of insurance like disability insurance or life insurance to protect you and your loved ones? And I think all of those things are just, you know, there's a lot there. And that's just kind of a, 
just scratching the surface really on just the basics of it. And we just, we want to make sure everyone has an opportunity to get good information like that. Right. So after you start those early career phase years, then you get into the second phase, which is that family and career building years. That's when things are starting to get a little bit more complicated. Talk about some of the big financial steps that start to happen here. And again, you know, just things for, for your clients. These are things their kids or grandkids might be going through as we talk about the family and career building years. Yeah, I think it's really just kind of expanding on what, what I was just getting into, right? You're, you're really trying to understand, you know, let's say maybe at this point you have children and uh, you're married and have kids. And so now you're thinking, okay, I, I, I want to, on the um, growth side, uh, do you want to help pay for college? Um, but you also still have to be thinking about your retirement after that as well. You can't right. wait. You know, it's going to be hard if you wait until after they're out of college. And then how do you protect your family? Do you need life insurance? Do you have the right kind of health insurance, disability insurance? basic things like a will, having legal documents in place. And so this is just where you're really starting to build all those things out. And it's a it's a good example of just what we do, you know, with our older clients as well, Jen, is we're reviewing all those things. You know, the number of times someone laughs when we ask them if they have a will and they say, yeah, it was right after our first child was born. And I say, that's what everyone else says too. So that's okay. <laughs> we may need to update that. So right. all of those things are part of doing a retirement review with a with a comprehensive planner. And we think there's just so many people have told us there's tremendous value in just going through the process. So we would always encourage our listeners call now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer that review at no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to just take that first step is call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. And as we talk today with Pat about the, the different stages of financial life, and just because it's interesting to go back and look at what got us to where we are now, right? For people who are getting close to retirement, they went through these stages. Maybe their kids or grandkids are going through these early career years and, and then getting into those kind of career building years, family building years. Pat, for people who are in those stages do you work with people who are in those first two stages of their financial life? Yeah, we've always talked to Jen about, you know, different types of people in financial professionals. And one of the ways to separate them is we'd like to say there's generally like an accumulation planner, which is someone for someone in their 20s, 30s and 40s. And then there's more of a income and preservation planner, which is what we do. So that's really been my focus my whole career. What's really fun about, you know, building the business out now is we actually have four advisors and one of them is um, in his 20s and he actually is interested in that. So we've actually created a planning process for younger people. And the reason we did that, Jen, is exactly what you said, which is we have clients that have kids or grandkids and they were saying, can you please help them? And we really didn't feel like we had that expertise. And so right. now we do have a, a planner that is part of that life stage himself. And uh, he's able to help people that are interested in that. So that's been a really cool development yeah. that we've had. Yeah, no, that that is such a great point. But I mean, is it ever too early, though, to start thinking about retirement, even, even if maybe we're not working with somebody like you? Is it ever too early to start thinking about that? I guess, you know, if you're in the womb, it's probably a little oh, well, early, don't you're you think? You know, not there. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I think that I would say, I, w I guess I wouldn't even phrase it that way. I would say, is it ever too early to start thinking about getting your finances in order or, mm -hmm. you know, thinking about your financial goals? You know, uh, meeting with a stockbroker might be like, hey, where's some cool ways I can make some money? That's not what we do. What we do is, hey, what's important to you? What are you trying to accomplish? And even if you're right out of high school or college, you can have that conversation, right? You can mm -hmm. think about, well, I'm, wor I'm worried about my car loan. I'm worried about how I'll ever be able to buy a house. Or if, you know, if you have kids already, you know, do I want to help with their college? And then, so it's kind of like we always say short-term, medium-term, long-term and mm -hmm. kind of thinking in those terms. And for most of us, long-term is, yeah, I probably don't want to have to work until the last moment of my life, you know? So there's something sure. like retirement. Uh, we use that term. We just kind of throw it out there. You know, I, I think for most people, it's more of a idea of just a financial independence, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, some of our clients do still like to work some, uh, but we just think the number of times, Jen, I don't know if it's thousands of times now over my 24 years, but the number of times to have that conversation with anyone in any stage of life and talking about what are you trying to accomplish and what are you, what are you concerned about? What are you worried about? Uh, what are the areas you're not sure if you're there? I've never had anyone regret going through that process because everyone always says, wow, this really helps me. And if you're married, what's really cool about it is that's a hard conversation to have together. But if you have that third person to help you kind of talk through it, it really can be, you know, just a, just a really valuable experience. So that's the reason I would encourage our listeners 
If you haven't gone through a process like that recently, or if, or if you did, it was you know a long time ago, or it wasn't very fruitful, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer a five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation for our listeners today. All you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. The team at Preservation Specialists wishes you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a happy and safe holiday season. will be here before you know it. Act now to make beneficial financial moves before December 31st. Call the team at Preservation Specialists, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, talking today about the different stages of of your financial life. And and you have to think about that, how your financial life plays out in stages. It's probably not a surprise that what's right for your money now probably won't be the case in 10 or 20 years. Just just think about all the things that happen in a decade or two. And it's really no surprise that different things need to be happening with our money, given what's going on with our life 10 Mm. to 20 years from now. So We've broken this down today. There are five main stages to your financial life. We already covered those early years when you're first starting out your career. And then as things get a little bit more complicated, maybe your career is advancing and maybe more people, you have more people in your life to be taken care of. Mm. Um, The third stage is your pre retirement years. And Pat, this is an exciting time because by this time, your pre retirement years, the house is hopefully paid off. The kids are finally and hopefully off of your payroll. Um, Oh, (laughs) my gosh, right? (laughs) And you're in your peak earning years. So a lot of really positive things are potentially happening here. But this is also the time when you cannot afford to screw it up and to ruin it with the wrong financial moves. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, Jen, one of my favorite authors that I, I love to read, his name is William Bernstein. He was actually a doctor. Uh, a surgeon for many years, and then uh, he was a pilot in his spare time, and now he's become um, an investment and retirement uh, author. So he's oh, wow. uh, quite a diverse background. Um, but he uh, he actually talks about this, and he actually it's an interesting perspective. He actually believes the tri- the trickiest and riskiest part of the entire phases of your you know your investing and planning life is this transition. And he talks about because of the fact that in your first couple stages. You're just trying to set a foundation and then just get something going, right? You're just trying to, you know, if you're if you if you're putting anything in your 401k at your first job, you're ahead of most people. So, right. so that's awesome. Well, we also know, which you know, uh, stealing your thunder from from uh, a few minutes from now. But once you're retired, you do need to focus on creating income and preservation. Mm-hmm. But how do you make that transition? Those are totally different things, right? You know, if you're investing in your yeah. 20s, you might be very aggressive. And he actually has an expression that he uses that I love. Uh, he talks about what you're doing with your nest egg is you're trying to win a game by having enough assets to retire on. And he makes the point that sometimes people win the game, they have enough to retire on, but they keep playing. Oh. And so, <laughs> so you away. might, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like someone at the blackjack table and they keep going, they keep going. And well, what happens if you have enough to retire, but you just keep all your money invested in the market and then the market crashes. And now you maybe you did have enough and now you don't now. So um, that's a little bit of a tangent, but I think that that's a one example of one of the things you've got to be careful about is that's one of the biggest reasons people come in to see us, Jen, and one of the biggest reasons people hire us is how do I make that transition and start preparing myself for retirement? Uh, But that's just one piece. That's just the nest egg. What do you do with that? Mm -hmm. Uh, As you mentioned, maybe your home is paid off as you're getting close to retirement. That's a great time to be thinking about that. A lot of our clients come to us and they still have some debt and they're kind of making a plan to have things paid off by retirement. You don't have to do that, but that's a a great plan for for many people. Uh, We think most people are not thinking about tax planning, and that's an amazing, a tremendous opportunity to do that because you're not retired yet. You still have time to kind of get things in place. And then um, finally, the amount you're saving, that's something we can help you look at. And then, of course, what are your plans for health care and retirement? So it's a great, great time to be doing a lot of planning in those areas. 
So when is a good time to get a financial checkup so we can make sure we're on the right track for retirement and all these things that you were just talking about? Well, Jen, I'm a financial planner, so I would always say the right time is right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) But, you know, people hire us a week before they retire. They hire us 10 years before they retire. A lot of that is personality driven. I will say uh, it's very rare for someone to come in and say, well, it seems like I'm a little early. It's much more common for someone to come in and say, oh, I wish I would have come in three or five or seven years ago. Um, And it's one of those things, too. Of course, we want you to come in when the time is right for you. But also remember, there's things you may not be thinking about. The tax planning is one that I'm thinking of that's very common. We have a lot of clients. We've brought some tremendous resources. David McKnight, the best-selling author we've had on the show here together, Jen, uh, we've brought him in to speak to our clients. And one of the comments that gets made is, my goodness, I wish I would have known this Mm -hmm. earlier. So if you are five or 10 years from retirement, it might be a tremendous opportunity to really take advantage of some of those things that someone who's already retired, it's just hard to build that planning in at this point. Right. So talk a little bit about this transition from saving for retirement to generating income in retirement, because again, that's really the big thing that's happening here. When we talk about these different financial stages, we're we're going from saving and shifting gears to using that savings. Yeah, there's two really, really important points here, Jen, that I want to make sure we talk about. The first one, we talked about winning the game. Uh, if you've won the game, why on earth do you want to keep playing and risk losing again? Um, and what I'm talking about there is going from a more growth-oriented portfolio. And of course, you know, over the years, we've had a lot of really good years in the stock market. Um, so maybe now is a good time to lock in and take some of those chips off the table. And of course, that doesn't mean you have to stick it in a bank account that's not making anything. There's other things that you can be invested in and not just be in stocks or cash. So it's important to know that. So there's this transition of how much risk are you taking? And the reason that's very important, Jen, is when the researchers are looking at risk for retirement, uh, one of the most fascinating things I've seen is they've, they've built a chart that shows when uh, when your nest egg is at the most risk, and it just looks like a mountain. So, and the reason for that is, of course, when you're 22 years old and you've saved your first dollar in your 401k, if the market crashes, it doesn't really matter, right? Because you've got a dollar in your 401k. So, it's a very low risk early in your life. And then when you are on your deathbed and you're about to pass away, the risk is very low because you don't have time to worry about creating income. But the biggest risk is right in the middle there. And guess when that is? Right when you retire. So, the five years before and the five years after, it's critical to make sure you're not making any foolish decisions. So that's the first one that I would say on the financial end. The other thing that I think you kind of alluded to, Jen, is this transition from saving to generating income. This is a mental uh, shift as well, because sometimes your assets are structured in a way where we may need to actually dip into those a little bit to help generate your income. And that's okay. That's part of your plan. But some people just get addicted to seeing the balances grow, you know, because <laughs> you've got, you're, right. you're investing the money and you're, you're putting money in and you're seeing this thing increase and increase. But you have to remember that your, most people's goal isn't just to have the biggest number on the paper. Most people's goal is to actually have, you know, a lifestyle that they love in retirement. So I think both of those things are really, really important. Uh, of course, we spend much of our time on the actual nuts and bolts of you know financial planning but on the other end too we want to make sure people are enjoying their lives in retirement and that's all part of you know when we build a custom built retirement plan for someone all of those things are on the table we're helping them with those and you know we just think there's tremendous value in building out a plan like that and that's why we offer a five-step retirement review which is the first step to building your own plan Call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer this review at absolutely no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists going over the different stages of your financial life. And the last two, and we did have to spend a lot of time talking about that pre-retirement stage because that's a big one. That's where all these transitions are happening. The last two stages of your financial life happen during retirement. So in your early retirement years, you're probably wanting to do all those big bucket list items and, and mm. really enjoy your time. So how do you create a spending strategy so you can enjoy those early years of retirement without worrying that you are blowing through your savings too quickly? I love this question, Jen. Because, and the reason is, when I started in January 1997, 
there was so little education or research done on actually how to retire successfully because there just it hadn't happened enough. Most of the generations before just lived off of Social Security and pensions, and they weren't living off their nest egg. And so what happened was there wasn't enough research. And then when the 2000 crash happened and 2008 crash happened, it really devastated some people's nest eggs, uh, especially people that had already retired and people had to go back to work. I mean, this is life-changing stuff. And what the pendulum kind of swung in our, in our industry to the other direction, which was let's start you off on a real low income up front and then we'll increase it for inflation. Well, that doesn't always make sense either, right? Like you said, you might want to, you might have some big things you want to do. And, and most people would say, well, I want to do stuff when I'm younger and healthier, right? So uh, we need to talk about how you want to build that. That's why we love having a custom built approach. We can do it exactly the way you want it. One of the examples we love to talk about that a lot of our clients like is um, the stages of retirement being the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. So the go-go years are the bucket list. That's when you're young and you're healthy. And at some point you do most of the things you really want to do that are expensive. And so you start to slow down. And then at some point we all have the no-go years mm-hmm. or as, as someone told me, Jen, they're the, I won't go years, yeah, which don't, is, don't want to do it. Don't want to go. <laughs> that's right. It's not worth the hassle. <laughs> Maybe you like to fly and travel in places and then you just reach a point and say, I don't want to deal with TSA anymore. And that's okay. So, <laughs> so how do we build that? Well, that's where we have to be thoughtful about when you need that extra money. So maybe you need extra travel money or extra money for hobbies or family or whatever early in your life. That's very hard to do when you're using Google as your your retirement planner or working with a broker or something like that. But with a retirement planning team, we can build that in so it's custom built just for you. When do we need to start thinking about things like our estate plan and our legacy goals? Uh, I know, you know, that that's really end of life type stuff, but but when do we need to start thinking about that? Well, you know, I think of this, Jen, most of our clients um, aren't focusing all their time and effort on, you know, I want to leave this huge pile of money to my family or church or charity or something like that. It's kind of like a nice to have, you know, at the end of life. Most people are thinking, you know, I've tried to support my family for most of my life now. I want this to be something I can enjoy in retirement, you know? So, uh, but, so I would, I would point out, you know, most people, because we don't know how long anyone's going to live, uh, we have to be prepared for a long retirement. So most people will have something left over, thankfully, which is, which is a great thing to have. So we want to be thoughtful about that. How can we leave that to the family or church or charity that you want? How can we leave as much as possible without, you know, harming you? How can we leave more and have less go to taxes? Those are all good things. The other thing that I always point out here, Jen, is keep in mind this is making sure you're protected. So maybe it's not you pass away, maybe you're incapacitated. So we want to make sure that things can still happen that protect you. And then if you're married, we want to make sure your spouse is protected too. Because a lot of things can happen if one spouse passes away. Your social security benefits change, your tax brackets change, um, your investments in, in your accounts have to change. So there's a lot going on there. It's already one of the most stressful times of your life if you lose a spouse. So we talk about that as being part of your estate plan as well. How do we make sure if you're married that your spouse is protected. And that's just, you know, as we've talked about these five stages, it's really important to think about how different each of those is. And especially in those last three stages, that's where we really focus our practice on helping people build a custom built retirement plan that makes sure they're protected and that what their values are covered in all of those areas. So if you don't have a plan that's built just for you, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. All you have to do is call us at 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. Have you ever heard of the income-related monthly adjustment amount or IRMA before? Well, don't feel bad. Most people haven't either. IRMA is a surcharge to the cost of Part B and Part D premiums for individuals based on their income from two years ago. If your income was above $87,000 as a single person or $174,000 if you're married, you'll receive an IRMA charge. I won't get into all the details, but no IRMA can add about $70 to about $425 per month to your cost depending on your income. So if you have a higher income or sold a property, received a bonus or deferred compensation, you may run into this. Please know there is a process to reduce or eliminate these costs once you're on Medicare. If your income will be less in retirement than it was two years ago, then it makes sense to appeal this charge. Your financial planner can also show you ways to reduce your taxable income prior to retirement, which helps reduce or eliminate these charges before they happen. 
please take some time to understand your Medicare options. Medicare, properly designed, would be the best insurance you ever had. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. Twenty twenty two will be here before you know it. Act now to make beneficial financial moves before December thirty first. Call the team at Preservation Specialists, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I'm Jen Rizak alongside Pat, and we are very much in the Christmas spirit here this week. And, Pat, I always have to look it up with the 12 days of Christmas, if it starts 12 days before Christmas or if it starts on Christmas Day. Oh. But it starts on Christmas Day. So I had all this set up, like, here we are in the 12 days of Christmas, but we're not. We will be later. Yeah, it starts on the 1st, and then it goes through, what, like January 5th or 6th, I think, would be the 12 days of Christmas. So that's a little something maybe you and Janelle can do with the with the girls, you know, just kind of keeping that alive. I, I suspect if you quizzed the typical person on the street, a lot of people get that wrong. Right? Yeah. You kind of think it's leading up to Christmas. Right. Because yeah. you would think that Christmas would be the big day, not yeah. the first yeah. day. And we're talking about it because this is going to get back to economic stuff and finance stuff, I promise. <laughs> the Christmas Price Index. We did this last year, Pat. It's a, kind of a fun way to learn about the economy. And so what we do, we add up the gifts from the song, The 12 Days of Christmas, so we can compare what those things cost today to what they cost in the past. And it's going to be kind of interesting because last year was such a humbug of a year with the pandemic. <laughs> and this year, things are a little bit different. So uh, we'll get your take on the, the numbers, everything here in just a second. But before we get into that, Pat, any holiday traditions or, or anything that you want to share with us before we get into this? I mean, do you guys give the I kids do a have, in a pear tree? So I do have, a, I think, a pretty good story about yeah? Christmas. So um, the girls are five and seven now, and Gabby's my seven-year-old. And she's a pretty compliant child and likes to be praised and, you know, be a good listener. So we've been doing, uh, we, we do a Bible story before bed every night, mm. and they're practicing for their uh, Christmas pageant at our church. Yes. And the younger one is still in private kindergarten, so she's going through her pageant as well. So we're all going through all these different, you know, versions of the Christmas story, right? And so then the church that she goes to the preschool, they do it what's called the Living Christmas, and you oh, drive yeah. through. It's really cool. Yeah. And uh, But it was very crowded. And so a five and seven-year-old, not the greatest with patience, right? No. So they're sitting in the back. Back and we're trying to entertain them. And I said, oh, look, it says if we tune into this station that we can hear something. Let's see what it is. And so we turn it on and it's basically someone just starting to read the whole story. Oh. You know, here's what's happening with, you know, Mary and the angel and things like that. And Gabby, my seven-year-old says, oh, I already know all of this about the Christmas <laughs> story. When am I going to learn something new about it? <laughs> and I looked over at Janelle and I said, well, at least I'm doing my fatherly duty and making sure they know the story. But apparently uh, we burnt them out on the Christmas story. <laughs> Pretty annoying, Dad. We all know that this baby's going Yeah, gonna be here. yeah. Oh, Virgin birth so of the Savior. I get it. Get over the miracle. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, that's kids for you. That's hilarious. You know what, though? One day... She's going to remember that when she gets older, and she's going to remember those traditions because I remember the same thing when I was a kid being so annoyed that we had to take all this time to read the Christmas story when I'm like, Dad, we know it. We know. Can we please just <laughs> – but now that it's my dad and the kids doing this, and, and now I have those memories, I appreciate it in a whole different way. So just so true. hold on. The payoff, it'll be a while, but it'll be, it'll be 20, there one of these 20, days. In 20 years, it'll be great. That's right. Well, I think those things, Pat, fall under the category of the priceless Christmas memories and traditions. We're going to move into the things that do have a price tag associated with them because we're going to talk about the Christmas price index. And this is something that's been calculated since the 80s. Back then in the mid-80s, it was about $20,000 for the three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. You know all of it. 
last year during the pandemic, live performances were shut down. So they cut all of that out of the Christmas price index. There were no Lords of Leaping. Can you imagine Piper's piping during the pandemic? They'd be blowing COVID around everywhere. You can't do that. So it dropped down to like $16,000 last year for everything because they took out all of the live performances. That was kind of the big story last year. Here's what's going on this year. Drummers are drumming again. Pipers are piping again because live performances are back. That makes up about $25,000 of the total Christmas price index. Mm. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot. Um, Inflation is causing a spike in the price of exotic pets. So turtle doves, (laughs) French hens, all of that is up. Do you know, Pat, the seven swans of swimming, the swans are always the most expensive thing on the Mm. Christmas price index. It's like $13,000 just for swans. And apparently you've told me this in the past and I have no recollection. Uh, That's fine. It it can be all (laughs) brand new again. And then gold, the price of the five gold rings is up 8.5%. So that reflects the trend in gold commodity prices. So again, this is kind of fun to look at it this way. But when you look at what's happening here with inflation and, and the cost of like feeding and raising animals and gold, it kind of reflects what's really going on with our economy. And it's kind of interesting to look at that. Yeah. And Jen, you know, this is my opinion, but I think we've been very blessed to have very low inflation for a long time. You know, whether the government and the Federal Reserve have deserve any credit for that, I don't know. But the politicians and the Federal Reserve always want to have everything. They want to try and micromanage everything and try and manipulate things. And what's happened is they tried to do so much so fast after COVID. And I appreciate their efforts, uh, but it was so, most experts believe it was just overkill. And that's what's caused this essential overheating uh, and the the prices all going up. And this is a big deal if you're 25 or 35 or 45 and you're working, but it's a way bigger deal when you're retired because you're supposed to be on a fixed income. And so if things are going up one or 2% a year, that's fine. If it's going up five or six or 7% a year, That should be a very scary thought for anyone who's close to or in retirement. Yeah, absolutely. It's just something that that we want to be thinking about. Now, I'm trying to not get too worked up here, but here's the bottom line. We're getting Mm. to the bottom line here, Pat. The total cost of the gifts of the 12 days of Christmas for 2021 is $41,205.58. Went from 16000 last year to 40000 this year. That's a staggering number. I appreciate you going to the penny, too. Yeah. Because well, every, every right. cent counts, right? Every, every Even though there's, there's a national change crisis, so so we can't actually pay oh, it to the penny. That's but. right. We have to round it up. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we tip, tip the server of the uh, swans, apparently. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's exactly right. And and again, of course, you know, as, as you've kind of touched on it, as we've been talking about, the big lesson here is inflation. I mean, it's kind of funny to talk about this. You look at back in the 80s, all these things cost. The total was about $20,000. Now it's over $41,000. And again, it's funny to talk about how much swans cost today versus back then. But when you factor in reality and you think about, here's what I've saved and here's what my budget is right now. And then we think 20, 30 years from now, double it. Right. All of a sudden, if this is what you've saved, it's worth half as much as you need 20 years from now. That's a pretty big uh, dose of reality. It is. And that's the uh, I always joke with people who my, my degree was in finance from college. There's only one thing that I remember specifically from college that I use all the time. And that's the rule of 72, which is how you can. Uh, determine you know how long it takes something to compound. So if something is compounding at 3% a year, that will double, and you take that into 72, that would double every 24 years. And then if it's 4%, then it goes into 72 18 times. And that's kind of where the historical range is for inflation. So we would expect things to be twice as expensive over the course of 18 to 24 years, which is exactly, as you were saying, Jen, mm-hmm. a couple of decades. And why is, that, why is that important? Well, most of us probably hope to be retired for at least that long. Yeah. Right. And I know a lot of people will joke and say, oh, goodness, I don't ever want to live into my 90s or whatever. But the reality is everything that's happening with healthcare is designed right now to try and extend our lives. But the bottom line is we may have to cover your finances until you're 90 or 95 mm. or 100. And the one thing that our job that we always say is the number one thing we can never, ever let happen is we can't let you last longer than your money. And so this is one of those things where um, that inflation going up and going up. Uh, is a really big deal. And then and you, you made the point, Jen, you know, it's kind of like if you have, let's say you have a fixed income of 
$1,000 a year right now, and you have no inflation adjustments to that, that's essentially like over the course of around 20 years, cutting it in half to $25,000 a year because everything else costs twice as much. And that's a staggering thought to most people. And it's just something that just needs to be part of your income planning when you're thinking about your retirement. Exactly. And Pat, I've got one more little fun fact for you from our Christmas price index. And that is there. there's one thing that has stayed pretty low. Any guesses mm. what the cheapest thing is on the list? I mean, go through all the... But you can sing it. You can do a little riff for us if you want. <laughs> But think I'm literally all those thinking of like I, I don't actually I'm never actually thinking about what I'm singing about when I'm singing this song. So yeah. I, I, have, I don't even know where to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite is the Muppets version with Miss Piggy, the way she sings the five gold rings. Yes. That's always hilarious. The cheapest thing on this list is the maids and milking because it's oh. tied to minimum wage. So it's 58 bucks for the eight maids and milking. So. Clearly, they're not working for Amazon, I guess, with the, the eight, <laughs> eight maids of milking. So that's just, that's just one more little thing to throw out there with uh, the price of all the things from our Christmas price index. And Pat, it's so fun to talk about this. But if you would rather, as we start to close out the show, we have just a couple minutes left. If you would rather give your spouse and your family the gift of confidence in the future instead of seven swans of swimming, which again, super expensive. Why the swans? <laughs> what do we do to get started on creating a financial strategy for the future? Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to the show, I assume you care about your finances, you care about your financial future. And we're here first and foremost to educate. We want people to understand what the issues are that pertain to them. Most importantly, just like my book that talks about the seven retirement villains, the point of the book isn't just the seven villains. It's also the strategies to help protect yourself from them. So the biggest thing that, you know, going big picture, Jen, I would say is for each of us, we need to think about is, do we understand the areas that affect us? And then what are we going to do? about it. And that's one of the biggest forks in the road. The biggest decision is, do you want to, at least where you are right now in your life, do you want to work on that yourself? Or do you want to work with a professional? Do you want to find someone to help you do that? And then if you want to try and find someone to help you do that, the one thing we always talk about is make sure you understand the term, quote unquote, financial professional, all the terms in our industry. There's no good description for any of them. So you need to make sure you're working with someone that has a focus on what you want. So if you want comprehensive retirement planning, that's someone like us. If you want someone to help you accumulate money when you're younger, that's totally different. If you want an investment advisor, that's different than a comprehensive planner. So all of these things exist, and it just takes a little bit of effort on your part because the main thing you want to do is you want to find someone that can help you with the areas that you need help. And that's why we talk about a five-step retirement review, which is the beginning to building towards a custom-built retirement plan. It covers five different areas of finances, your income planning, tax planning estate planning, investment planning, and healthcare. And we believe when you are close to and in retirement, all of those areas are incredibly important. And not just to make sure that you're getting the dollars and cents right, but the bottom line, going back to your point, Jen, is it's all about having confidence, all about having that peace of mind that you know you're on the right track. If you're not absolutely sure you're there right now, all you have to do to get started is call us at 803-9-RETIRE. That five-step retirement review, there's no cost or obligation for listeners of our show. All you have to do to get started is 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to tune in again next time for more insights from Pat. We hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you then. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc. Both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.